everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your Twilight phase. What's up? We're here. We were, we were not going to be here. Now we're here. Maybe we're only here for we're one week. Barely wow. here. Wild how it goes, you know? Who knows? Life we is were like, we're going to take two weeks off. And now look, we're here. Honestly, I would have been one more week after also, this. But I don't know why we ever say our plans out loud because yeah, it really we puts us in a bind. <laughs> look, you know, we're just like flexible people. We need to go with the flow, follow the river. It's funny because I'm really a very unspontaneous person. <laughs> I mean, I just want you guys to know that Olivia might really care about all of you. Wow, <laughs> Melissa, that's cold. You want them all? to pick you as their favorite and then you don't even care about them. I want to be the favorite with no effort given on my part. Sounds like a great way to move through your life. I think you're going to be very healthy and satisfied. Thank you. Why are we here? Because I really wanted to talk about things that aren't Twilight. (laughs) What? There are other vampires. Specifically vampire things. Guys, we talk about other stuff sometimes too. Isn't that wild? Not just random other stuff, vampire, other vampire stuff. Cheating on like Twilight. Our friendship also talk. We talk about other things in our friendship too. We do, yeah. but we bring it back to Twilight a lot. Like a lot. <laughs> Last week, I really missed shouting Twilight. We had a week off. I was like, oh, it's been a whole week. I haven't said anything about Twilight to anybody. Any Twilight words. <laughs> I just missed like hanging out with you guys. Also that. Yeah, like I, I like talking about mostly. Twilight, but I was like, oh, my friends. Wonder what's up. Or am I be talking to them? I right mean, we, we could talk to each other outside of the podcast. I mean, we do. It's just sure. not the same. So what are we here to talk about? What do you guys want to talk about? Other vampire, vampire. media. Okay, but like what? Okay, so I had this whole plan when we decided we were going to do this. I was like, I'm going to rewatch The Little Vampire, <gasps> a classic film from the year 2000, and then talk about The Little Vampire. I have never seen this movie, but Melissa, please look up the poster because just looking at the poster gave me great joy. It's for our listeners. Um, it's a child. Is this the guy from the mouse the mouse movie? Stuart Little. Stuart Little. He could have played Stuart Little. Little vampire. Oh, yep, it is. It is. I I have seen this. That's the Stuart Little kid. Two kids. One of them, the Stuart Little kid, is standing with his legs like wide apart, and he's wearing like a cape, and he's got like this dopey little smile. And then the other one, cargo pants. Yeah, which are very long. (laughs) The other one is, I mean, clearly a vampire, but he's the kind of vampire with like bat wings coming out of his human body and he's in like, he's like disheveled dirty clothes yeah and he's hanging upside down from the top of That's the poster. the important part and his hair is really spiky yeah he looks like a he looks like a real like um what's the word a rebel he looks yeah like he's a rebel, a rebel. he's not real like other vampires he's like a cool <laughs> vampire that's how you can tell he's a vampire because he looks like he breaks the rules what's your favorite thing about this movie that you remember um, that I remember is definitely that there are flying vampire cows. Cows? <laughs> yes, yeah. I do remember that. And it really speaks to Melissa's fan fiction about <gasps> Vampire Bambi because 
you know, these are similar worlds where I guess if you bite an animal and don't drain it, it can turn into a vampire version. Maybe that's where I got that from. Maybe. Yeah, I I mean, I'd only seen this movie a couple of times, but it was at a neighbor's house. He really liked Gavin. Hey, Gavin, are you out there? Gavin. (laughs) He really liked this movie and we watched it multiple times and that's what I remember about it but like well, maybe, maybe that combined I, with all the deer references in Twilight wasn't oh my god this is how it happened you guys the brains are crazy we're wow. like uncovering a lot about all of us but we're like really uncovering a lot about Melissa through it's always podcast. Melissa it's definitely Melissa I'm not really like able to see the connections you guys aren't as able to you're right um I'm just I'm just I don't know like your third eye special is in that way I'm not an introspective enough person. Uh, speaking okay. of third eyes, the thing that I, sorry, was there anything else that you wanted to say? About, about the little Yeah, vampire? I just wanted to say that I forgot to actually watch it. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to watch it sometime so soon and then come it. back and tell you guys about it. That's great. Yeah. Well, speaking of third eyes, I'll take the transition because um, another thing that we have talked about sort of adjacently multiple times on the podcast is a discovery of witches. Yes, I Almost just bought really my obsessed copy. With. I'm not really obsessed with. I'm exactly halfway through book two. So I'm wait, wait, you there. haven't been texting me. That's because I haven't read it in a couple days. What the fuck? Sorry, I was like live texting every single thing that happened. Yeah, to Melissa. <laughs> Olivia was live texting me her journey through the first book, and now she's halfway through the second. Maybe what the fuck? fuck? Wait, should I be texting you my thoughts about the first one? Oh, yes. I'm only a third. Are I'm you only a third. It? You started what it? The fuck? Yeah. Okay, okay so. listeners. This is the one where it's the same setup as Twilight, except the Bella main character is a witch and it's for adults. And not Mormon. That was your pick. No, and also not Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's I just feel like the world building is so spot on. Just top notch top-notch world building. Okay, wait, Maya, what are your initial thoughts? I can't believe you didn't tell me you would start it. Well, I started it, like, pretty, like, after midnight last night. Um, Acceptable. So I'm not, like, super deep in yet, (laughs) just a handful of pages, but so we start off, and we're at, like, a university library, and immediately I was really, like, transported (laughs) back to the libraries of Wellesley because I used to work at my school's library. Me too! Did you really? I didn't know that. Yeah, the archives in our books library specifically. Oh my gosh, y'all. I had the best time working for the library. I would take the 12 to 2 a.m. shift. Um, so there would be not that many people there and people wouldn't bother me that much. And I would use that time to do my homework. Yep. Um, one of the custodians on the late shift, his name was Mauricio. What's up, Mauricio? He would like come by doing his rounds and he'd look at me and he'd go, Jenga. And I'd pull out my copy of Jenga from under the table. And he and I would play a couple rounds of Jenga and then he'd go back to work. And unrelated, one time I saw he had made a post on Facebook where he'd written at Jenga. And I was like, oh my God, that was for me. And he thinks my name is Jenga. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, Wow. And I had no 
idea how most of the systems worked or how to do my job. So I would just schedule myself when there weren't any managers or other people on shift. Wow. Uh, it was really doing great. the most to not do the most. Yeah, I would work at the science library, which had a, an unbelievably loud buzzer. So um, I'd like buzz it when I was supposed to buzz it to tell people to start packing up and watch everybody jump and I would laugh so hard and when I graduated I took nail polish and I painted it red because I was like this is my mark you wanted to leave your mark oh okay my last library story before I get back to my point which is that at the science library the desk had like this big plastic thing over it and I would cut out funny pictures and stick them under the desk so like Steve Buscemi as Jesus holding uh, an animal or like Krispy Kreme donuts, young Colin Firth. And someone came by and was like, who is putting these pictures here? I was like, I don't know, but it's really unprofessional. I need to stop. And I still laugh thinking about that. <laughs> like actively oh being on the wow. computer looking for funny pictures. <laughs> wow. I'm like, I don't know, but they need to cut what it out. chaotic energy. I feel like you got <laughs> some of that out of your system. I don't know. I've I always like that thought that Mayo had, like, a chaotic, good, like, majority. Yeah, that's definitely your vibe. Just not quite that, like, blaringly loud as it was apparently during college. Right. right. Um, the very last one is I had, I said it was There's... the last before, but I thought oh. of another. Um, <laughs> there, so, listeners, you know when you leave the library and if you didn't, like, hit your book against that thing, the alarm will go off? That's because of something called tattle tape that's like magnetized. Um, I had an enemy and I magnetized a piece of tattle tape and like stuck it on her backpack. So every time she would go in and out of the library, her bag would set the thing off and she'd have to get it checked. Wow. Never get on Maya's bad side, y'all. No. Don't fuck with me or I'll <laughs> wow. inconvenience you. <laughs> um, wow. So yeah, I was transported. <laughs> It and definitely then transport it it started in england but i was definitely transported to my semester abroad in scotland because she's american but she's in england she's not she's like an actual no it was a woman at first oh interesting yeah interesting. i felt like it was kind of like a masculine energy so i was she like does oh kind of this have a is masculine energy. It's from the edward perspective this is interesting and then later nah, i no. figured it out and i was like i was wrong <laughs> It was like, I thought the man was still the vampire. You'll have to tell me if you get the same vibes, but the main character, Diana, reminds me of Olivia sometimes. Yeah, that's what I, I haven't picked that vibe up yet, but I could definitely see it. Like, they're both practical. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a masculine energy. She practical, rejects her exactly. witchcraft. Yes. Um, and I, I don't want to spoil it too much for Maya. So I'm just going to say... I think one of my favorite things about it is that the vampire lore is really great. And it's very good. It's very detailed. No, I think a lot about how all of the Cullens are like less than 100 years old, except for Carlisle. And that is, suffice it to say, That's very young. Not the case. Yeah, yeah there's a lot young. more years in the world than 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's a and- lot more places in the world than the U.S. And then Forks. <laughs> Forks. Washington. Um, like Volterra. <laughs> like Esme's and Island. There are more really old vampires than three crusty three. dudes <laughs> who have never left Italy ever. 
Oh, I like but, your I like how your tone implies like in here our real world there are more <laughs> old vampires than like that's what Stephanie got wrong. And yeah. the real world God. is in a discovery of witches. <laughs> also, Melissa has already pointed out their biology. Yeah, makes they a little go more sense. Hard. I haven't gotten like too deep into it, but there's none of this like they're dead but still alive. That's what right. really complicates things. Like there's they basically have like a different kind of blood in them and like everything moves really slowly which makes sense because they're immortal so of course everything would move very right. slow what's the rush you. they got all the time in the world exactly. he'll like listen and his heart will beat like once a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't they, they go into like chromosomes and shit too yeah there's like some actual biology stuff too it's wild uh, and it's i so just good. feel like she okay, but the romance is also just as good the romance is very good I feel like really important here. That's what's most important. The biology like brings me back to Stephanie's Mormonism. Like, I'm not surprised that it's like they're impossible and they are dead because she's religious, so she can be like, you know, God made it so. Right. But if you are looking at it more logically and not from a religious perspective, you might be like, okay, scientifically, how could I? Right. Their metabolism would be really slow. And yeah. Right. So the Deborah, the author of Discovery Witches, is the latter where Stephanie is the former. Also, the author is a historian. Yes, she is by profession. It really so is the so is the main character and I yeah, love it. it. Feels I personally researched. love it. Yeah, like I'm just into it. Like in all the like tiny little details, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, like I don't know, just like descriptions of things in a light, like the way that books are like processed. You know, I was right. Like, it's like oh, she has she like requested out how <laughs> from an archive. <laughs> she like. Made sure like, that that was right. She like I would say well. my only complaint about book one is that there's a lot of descriptions of wine. Oh yeah, mm. she drinks wine. And I like also wine. personally. She's like a it's wine her milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's her milk. Yes. I want to read Bella yes. being like, ah, oh, yes, I can tell this cow is grass fed. <laughs> <laughs> Free range cow. This one was happy. Um, but the romance is just as swoony, just as star-crossed, just as like insta love, and like a little problematic, but yep. like I so feel like dealt with a little bit like more realistically, more right. adultly. I I I feel like I jive more with the way that Diana handles a lot yeah. of like the sort of I don't know it's unpredictability. Like, the love interest is sort of equally problematic, but Diana's reactions are my reactions. Right. So like, and so I'm, just, I'm like more in. It. It. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm really like, excited. If she was Bella and Edward climbed in her window and he told her that, she'd be like, Edward, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Why would you do that? Right. And then he just explained, well, I just like, love whoa. you so much. And then she'd be like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess. <laughs> me, like, me. cool, cool. <laughs> right. Like, she has the appropriate reaction, and then she buys into it like you should. Yeah. So she doesn't skip, <laughs> skip that a reaction part. <laughs> I'm really excited to see, like, how her relationship with her own witchcraft develops. I love it. 
because they, I feel and like it's like Bella actually has a character development. Yeah, like that's something that I do think we're kind of missing from Bella. Like Bella's goal is to be with Edward and to love Edward and be loved by Edward. Whereas like if Bella, as we've discussed before, if she like also really wanted to go to college and then she fell in love and was like, okay, but I don't want to not become a vampire for these reasons. So like, should I delay school? But school's like my dream. Like, if she just had, like, another thing, it would be so much more compelling. And now Bella I has know, another thing. So I'm excited to see what happens. Love it. I love it. I read, okay, I like so I've read this series now all the way through twice. Wow. Yes. They're long. Um, it's, it's tiny font. Oh, my it's, God. I've, it's a very big I've, book. I believe actually. the first thing that I texted Melissa when yep. I started reading it was mm-hmm. why are the margins so little and there's so many <laughs> words on the page and the chapter sinks are very tiny and the there's so many words. The start at the very top of yeah. the page. Top. Yeah, they I'm like, they're means. not sunken at all. Uh-uh. It's barely a sink. They really wanted to have as little pages in. as possible, you know, yeah. to save cost on printing this book. Um, and it's already <laughs> big anyway. So it's long. Um, and so very detailed, though. which was very daunting at first. But guess what? And I got in sucked it. in super Yeah, quick. by the end, I was like, oh, no, it can't be over. Exactly. By the end, you're like, Go, keep going. I want that experience because I am, like, kind of intimidated. Like, I'm taking some vacation days soon, and I don't want my vacation to be taken up by this, oh, this <laughs> one book the whole time. I want to do but, lots of things. But it, I wish I could get sucked into this book again like that. <laughs> I want your I don't want to overhype it. I really hope you like it now that we've overhyped it too. Now that, I mean, yeah, I've, I've been hyping it forever. Listeners, let us know if you've already read this or take it, it out. It is a TV show now too. Right now. Um, <gasps> you have to watch it. Which I have not seen. It's like a subscription, t- like stars. Stars or, or Showtime. Yeah, whatever. I think it's on AMC. Yeah. My copy of the book has, has a burst. Yeah, but I did hear from someone at work that she did not like the book and couldn't get into it. So let's say that that <gasps> is covered. I'll tell you after. We'll yeah. bleep it out. Oh, we'll bleep it. Okay, it was beep. Can we do that? <gasps> do you think that's we'll the thing figure that we it out? Do? You can replace <gasps> it with you going beep. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mallory. I'm so surprised. That was very surprising. Yeah, I'm not convinced she tried very hard. I mean, should you have to try? Yeah, I'm convinced that she tried not at all. Sometimes it takes me a couple tries to get into something. I will say that I wasn't enthusiastic about Harry Potter the first few times I tried to read it. Oh, same. But I might have been like a little young at first, and I don't know for sure that I was starting on book one. I definitely took until the the third book came out for me to actually read Harry Potter. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, we're not here to talk about that. No, we're not. We're here to talk about other vampires. vampires. Maya, you also started Vampires Never Get Old. I finished it. I need (gasps) to post about it. I really enjoyed it. Like, legitimately, not just because someone from Macmillan sent it to us. Normally, (laughs) anthologies are, like, very mixed for me, and I'm not that enthusiastic about them. But with each story in Vampires Never Get Old, I was like, oh, I'm enjoying myself. Like, this is not a slog. I didn't like finish a story and then be like, okay, now I can put this book down for a month and I don't 
feel right, like I'm which is normally what happens yeah like you know you you read it here and there but like when I finished the story I was just ready to keep going wow. which I was really I'm really excited by. to start it I haven't started it but one of the authors Laura Ruby or Laura Ruby oh yeah um she like wrote one favorite. of my favorite books yeah. yes Bone Gap Bone I don't think there's a book. oh bone I gap. love I haven't read bone gap. bone gap but that's like one of my favorite titles uh so I didn't like Bone Gap and then for a while Melissa and I thought that we had nothing in common and we couldn't be friends <laughs> major then you point found out of you like Twilight. non-verbal contention with us <laughs> I was like oh, no, I just like didn't like bone okay gap. well literally i got like my internship at writer's house because of the bone the bone gap i think it's just bone it's, gap it's just bone gap it's just bone gap yeah the bone gap is not as good of a title yeah exactly <laughs> it's just i don't know i just feel like it needs a though though to really get across that it's, it's important to me um <laughs> but i literally had my interview at writer's house the agency and they're like what book are you really excited about and i was like bone gap and guess what beep for like oh my god we just read that it's perfect and i got the job like right there wow so. yeah sometimes that's how so you have a Good wrong thing. opinion actually. i would have i would have not gotten hired at writer's house except for the part where i also got an internship <laughs> at writer's yeah. house okay well also so one got one the print so oh. you have objectively a, okay a but that's so true. did shipbreaker and i did not like shipbreaker i've never read, I've never that. read that but what is your favorite vampires never get old short story and what is the best thing about the vampires in them laura ruby my favorite vampires never get old story um if i like flipped through i might be able to pick a different favorite but the one that like jumps to mind is i'm gonna spoil it because it's a short story um sorry (laughs) listeners including you two i won't spoil it too much (laughs) just give us the concept give us the concept of the short story isn't spoiling their short story there's a girl who's a vampire hunter and then on oh and she's like a cheerleader and she lives in texas so buffy style yeah you're having like a great time just like seeing her world through her eyes and her attitude and you know she's like bottom of the pyramid like you know yeah i'm like really strong and she talks about how like there's no like one body type that's good for fighting vampires like anyone can be good at fighting vampires it's just about being strong and like gotta shove a stake up something yeah like you you gotta think smart you know like it's not about your body anyone can be a vampire hunter and on the way home from an away game she like senses a vampire because she's got like special senses she got spidey senses um and she and the vampire end up like riding home next to each other on the bus. Uh, <laughs> and I'll, and without too much spoiling, I'll just say that from there, like sexual tension develops. I love <laughs> sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> and like, just like reading the story about this like vampire hunting cheerleader who's like, wait, this vampire is like kind of hot. It's like <laughs> so fun. Um, uh, I, just I really feel like it. I should have submitted my dream to this short story collection. Well, if you'd written it, maybe, but I wrote it. But yeah, it's gonna say, but Olivia wrote it. And by I wrote it, it I mean be, I wrote two scenes and then didn't it would be do anything. By Melissa Shermer and Olivia. No, it would be based no. on a store based on a concept by Melissa Shermer written by olivia by melissa Melissa, it would be your intellectual property but olivia would hold the copyright i would get all the royalties but we would both we would both have it 
Well, we'll work that out after I finish (laughs) writing it, okay? I'll call you in 20 years. Go back to sleep and have more things happen for Olivia to write. (laughs) Yeah, good point. We don't know what happens next. I'll do that right now. Um, Can we segue really briefly into something unrelated, which is the interesting information I learned at a company picnic? I don't know. Can we? I think think we can say some of it. Um, (laughs) We're not going to like spell too many details, but listeners, um, our group, as in me and Olivia, not Melissa's group, have picnics in the different boroughs socially distanced melissa's group also did this separately from us as their group so you can't but still not about it just like the our group by the way our group is mine and olivia not Melissa. well i just wanted to be clear to the listeners that like guess what listeners i'm salty that i'm never included in anything except that you love your job and you don't want our job so yeah but that's not the point Well, anyways, Melissa, I also wish that you could have been there. Like, okay. this is not like we have so much fun without you. It would, would have be had better more fun were you there. If I had been there. Yeah, sure. if you had been there, it would have been better. Okay. For sure. We didn't have a bad time without you, but, you know, it would have been right. better with Okay. You. So we had okay. picnics. So we had and- picnics in the different boroughs. I live in Queens, so I went to the Queens picnic, and I was talking to someone who's worked at the company for a long time, and so he's, like, you know, gone to a lot of People have stories. And I was like, hey, just wondering, like, have you ever met Stephanie Meyer? And this person was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, (laughs) okay, well, will you tell me everything (laughs) and answer all my intrusive questions or not? And then I said, wait, is this on the record or off the record? And they said, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. And I was like, okay, so for clarity, I am saying on the record. <laughs> so, so you can't I mean, tell the story. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still not going to say too much. No. But I was like, so like, was Stephanie like, cool? Was she like super Mormon? This was like back in the day when Twilight had just come out. It was in the first year. And they were like, no, like Stephanie and I really bonded like over music. We both really love Muse. Makes sense. And she sense. was really cool. She was like funny, like fun to hang out with, like not noticeably Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> like we're all so prejudiced. We yeah. truly are. Like, you know, it's like one of the only like acceptable prejudices. And <laughs> We shouldn't have Depends it. Like, here we are making fun of acceptable prejudices. Oh my god! There is no socially acceptable bigotry allowed. There isn't. There isn't. But, but I will say we are not. What about against white people? Am I not allowed to be prejudiced against? <laughs> well, I don't think that you're like that. You can really be like bigoted against. Right. You can't be racist against white people, but I can yeah. be prejudiced. You can be prejudiced against them, but not. And I feel like that's socially acceptable. Agreed. I mean, depending on your circle. Like, in this so she circle, was for cool. sure. But yeah, she was, like, <laughs> really cool. Um, and then, you know, Twilight became, like, the phenomenon that it is. And some people, when their books get massive, they're like, huh, cool. And others, it, like, really freaks them out. And she was one where, like, it freaked her out. And she, like, closed her circle a lot. Like, Stopped working, like, fired a lot of her team, Mm. stopped working with a lot of them, like, you know, 
wasn't down to socialize in the way that she once was. I mean, she I got mean, she became a celebrity, really famous. Yeah, she got book famous to the point where most book famous people don't even. It was a stupid way to put it, but I mean, most people who get famous from books achieve a certain level of fame, and she like ascended mm-hmm. to actual famous. Yeah, right. like if you in saw a way that Rick most Riordan people on the do street, not. you probably wouldn't recognize Rick Riordan. You know, probably right? not. But he's like a millionaire and runs an imprint. Like he's yeah. big, big, big fish. In- but like Stephanie Meyer, I would recognize. But I would recognize Stephanie Meyer in the street, and I think a lot of people. A would. lot of people who haven't even read, Twilight especially back Stephanie then, the street, right? Because she was like all over the news. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that's fair. Yeah. Fame Fame is very difficult. You know, I like to think that I would be really cool if I were to become um, very famous. I think that I would be like Stephanie and just stop talking to everybody. Except me. <laughs> Fire your publicist. Get a new editor. Lose our numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd remember you guys. Okay, don't. Well, I don't I know mean, if I Thursday talk we to you, but I'd remember you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we I all mean, know that the one who's getting it famous is Maya. So, okay. Well, I, I think really, it can be we'll both see of what us. happens. Really? Look. Yeah, I can be famous. <laughs> and not me. You just excluded me from that. I was like, well, me and Maya will get famous. God. Yeah, you said Maya and I. Like, I think I could do it too. Okay, here's Thanks. the thing. Statistically. Melissa, if I get famous, if you want me to drag you up into fame with me, I promise to take you. No, okay. Melissa has already extracted a promise of wealth and no fame <laughs> for when Maya gets famous. No, I extracted I guess she'll wealth have to sacrifice from her wealth. relationship. That's a different deal. Oh, yeah. That's a separate deal. I guess that's a separate deal. deal. Yeah. Yes, Maya owes me a million dollars. Scott's been catching up on the on the pod, Uh-oh. so it's soon he'll hear this out. and be like, "You told Melissa what <laughs> about you talking about?" <laughs> yes, you owe me a million dollars. It's fine, but this is separate. Well, so Fair what's enough. the deal? It was something famous? like. Deep in the future, when I had a shit ton of extra money that Scott had earned, I would give yes. Melissa a million dollars. Yes. yes, when they became you rich. You better work out the math. I would, I would also become rich. We'll talk about the math later. <laughs> we'll see how it scales. The math isn't important. It's just like the spirit of the deal was that I would also be rich with them. Okay. What I was trying to get at is that if I became famous, <laughs> if you wanted to be famous, I would pull you up. So I would yes. hope that if you became famous, you would pull oh, yeah. me up and it would be like okay if, when one of us eats we all eat you know yeah i mean totally this is perhaps my best my best chance at fame i mean one of, right our, here. one of our listeners told us that we were famous so that's true you know what we should have done listener emails because we got Damn. amazing ones <laughs> i can't believe that we were we like we're so gonna many. talk about other vampire content and said we didn't talk about that much of anything when we've got amazing listener emails yeah we have Next really time. good ones it's, it's okay we're not talking Next technically time. about twilight this episode it's yeah, true we don't want rush. them to see oh it's a bonus episode yeah. i'm gonna skip and it they, and then not hear their letter and they don't hear their own letter can i talk about another vampire media that oh I yeah remember? what yeah vampire diaries oh i want to okay i want to get on board the vampire diaries train i was only on it it. for like two seasons i was on it until the last two seasons because um the writers fucked it up and changed end game how do you change end game at the end 
Damn. Yeah, Lol. fuck that. I Not hopped good. off that train real fast. Here's the thing. I feel like TV dramas often disappoint me because of that, because of the, like, serialized the structure of TV. Like, it always yeah. just, like, devolves, or they're like, shit, we got to Endgame, and now we're doing two more seasons. Like, exactly. Hour. So really... I they gotta break them back all up. the seasons of Vampire Diaries on DVD because <gasps> I was in it, y'all. I never do anything halfway. I'm that in also vampires. has good romance. That has like a love triangle. I don't usually really like love triangles that much. No, I normally hate that them. one. Was like convincing. That one I remember being yes. into both sides of the love triangle. Genuinely. I mean, I was never. I'm never into both sides. I have a side and I stick with Which my side. Which side are you on? Stefan. Oh. Obviously. Because <laughs> yeah, Damon's not a real, not a real side. Yeah, it's not an actual <laughs> triangle. Yeah. yeah, but like it was. No, no. They wanted you to think that it was. <laughs> but it wasn't. But a true fan would know. <laughs> um, I want to throw out another vampire media thing, which is that, listeners, if you haven't read The Coldest Girl in Cold Town, you have to check oh, it out. I remember liking that by Holly Black. It's dope as hell. And now that I think about it, it has like some weird resonance with our current time because it's like if you're, there are these cold towns scattered around. So like if you're a vampire, you have to go to a cold town and you can never leave. So you can live your life there, you know, forever, but you have to stay there. And it makes me start thinking about Corona. Like what if when you tested positive, they were like, Congratulations. So you live on this island now with oh, these no other island. COVID positive people. Um, this is now your life. Good wow. luck. Um, and Good. a girl like wakes up and she's surrounded by bodies. And then I think she tries to like get away or something, but somehow <laughs> she ends up in a cold town. And All I remember is like a really big party. There are, I think there are like many parties. It feels like Holy Black and has a lot of parties. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. I remember really liking good. it. I just read it so long ago. But I, I don't remember the dates. have read, tried to read a variety of Holly Black, not that one, but I have started reading like three or four of her books and have not finished any of them. Ooh. You know. Not a good track. This record. is my favorite of her okay. works. Okay. I mean, most of her stuff features like fairies, which I'm honestly not super into unless it's really done very is. correctly and specifically. Didn't you really like an Enchantment of Ravens? Yes, I did. That was so good. That has nothing that was to such do with vampires. But that also became part of a conversation that Melissa <laughs> and I had about like the deep psyche of like the romances that we like yep. and what's wrong with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was one of those. So like, this one's not about vampires, but also hella good. It's you should the check same it out. Dynamic. Yeah. But. I went into some Holly Black books wanting what I got in an Enchantment of Ravens and did mm, not get it. So. Gotcha. Fair enough. But like yeah, her vampires, other, I'm like way more I'm way more cool with with a variety of vampire stories rather than a variety of fairy stories. Vampires are like in the cultural consciousness in like a very deep way that like we think like fairies are also in the cultural consciousness, but there's something like Fairies aren't, like, sexy in the way that they right, right. are sexy. There's only one kind of really sexy fairy. Well, I mean, yeah, there's only one. <laughs> yeah, but, like... But vampires, there's, like, there's a lot of permutations. Yeah. I was thinking at the beginning about how I don't actually know any really good, like, bat vampire stories, but uh, 
I'm sure they exist. And there's a sense with vampires that you could become a vampire. Right. Like, right. You can't what really ever. fairy lore are you getting like, stuck in fairy in, world is always bad. Yeah. yeah. In an enchantment of ravens, they talk about becoming a fairy, but guess what? That's not something you really want to do. But it's so sort of similar to the vampire situation where it's like, okay, well, you can be a vampire, but like, you know, you have to murder people. Right. Well, I feel like in it most like, fairy stories, you can't become a fairy. Yeah, I no, think that I'm world is typically the case. To you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that's pretty typical. So that's what listeners. The, we love you guys. Tell us your favorite vampire media. What's what do we gotta read next? And well, is there any vampire media that? that we really didn't like? Is there anything that we can think of that we just like hated? No. I mean, there's nothing that comes to mind, but I'm sure that there are things because there's so much vampire and stuff. So much vampire media. I also really liked what we do in the shadows, which I also mentioned. Oh my god! Constantly. Oh yes, so I've heard good. so many good so things funny. about that. You have. You're gonna you enjoy it. it. That's like a very irreverent and funny take on vampires. It's Where on did you watch it? It's on Hulu. Hulu? Oh, I don't have Hulu. Mm, ask me. <laughs> Okay. I have two. <laughs> She'll charge you like a dollar. Every a dollar? Um, theoretically, I pay her. I actually bumped myself up to $2 a month when she got rid of ads, but I haven't paid her in like five months. Pay her right now. Okay. Yeah, do it right now. I'll do that. We're keeping you, keeping you honest. Listeners, we might, you know what? We're not going to promise. We might be back next yeah, week. We don't might say not. Anything. I'm not making any promises this time. I will say we're not lie. back next week. We'll be back the week after that. Yeah, that's that's okay, probably fine. True. Yes, we'll be back soon. Yeah, we're just taking a you know a quick in between season break. You know what, guys? Life is hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. Very <laughs> unpredictable. It's really bad. You know, this is a terrible week. I've <laughs> like really become numb, which really worries me. <laughs> I don't think any of us should be numb. Um, I do think this podcast you know helps, so I'm glad yeah. that we do force we ourselves to do it. We came here and we laughed together. Yeah. Listener, like, I hope you laughed at least once. One of my favorite yeah. activities that I do. Aww. I love the pod. Me too. I like you guys. Oh. Listeners, we hope you enjoyed yourself. Email us with questions and comments and your favorite vampire media other than Twilight at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast. Special shout out to Jillian, Melina, Bridget, Eric, and Samantha, the real ones. Follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr. Audio editing by probably me, cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. Maybe. Or we won't. (laughs) I heard that coming out of my mouth. Um, But we'll be back soon. We'll be back. And if you like it, (laughs) you can bite me. We will 